First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance Wednesday on our cup flows over, literally and figuratively. We've got guests galore. We've got your calls. We've got all rising because the judge is on the doorstep of history. Let's make this happen. Here we go. Only one place to start. Our one place to start is with a couple offensive and defensive linemen. We got guys ready to go head-to-head. One place to start brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire Jeff Saturday. Chris Canty, good enough to hang out with me today after we wrap up Get Up. And that isn't the show. This is Mm -hmm. for me to take a moment and say, Chris Canty, from me and my family and all of us here, our most heartfelt congratulations to you. Since last you and I were together, you and off, you got married, you had a beautiful honeymoon. I've had the opportunity to meet your wife and your mother-in-law, and uh, we could not be happier for you. So our congratulations. Thank you so much, Greeny, and you know how everybody always says something goes wrong on wedding day? Well, the wedding went off without a hitch, no pun intended, and my favorite moment of wedding day was not actually at the wedding. It was doing the first look with my fiance out front of the Wrigley Building in Chicago, which I know you know very well, sure. and, and we were just basically two-stepping to the Isley Brothers for the love of you, <laughs> which just so happens to be our first dance song at the reception, so it was awesome just that moment, being able to take that in with me and her in her city. It was, it was amazing, man. It's very nice. So awesome. you've been married a month. How long have you been married Saturday? 23 years. All right. And, I, and last week I was 25 years. So we, later we'll give long you Long way to go. Long, I got a long way to go. Nothing went wrong at the wedding, I assure you. <laughs> you got plenty of that coming. Don't worry. <laughs> You'll have plenty of time for things to go wrong. Okay. We have a million things to get to today. We, we had a lot of really spirited discussions on Get Up Today. And a lot of it centered around Aaron Rodgers, who is, is an interestingly polarizing figure. Right? I mean, the, the, the legends, the immortal quarterbacks rarely... Um, Create the kinds of questions that he does. The Mannings, the Bradys, the Montanas, people like that. No one ever questioned much about them. Rodgers is just a little bit of a different guy, right? He's a different breed of cat, if you will. And so it brings up a lot of things. But the only question that really matters is, Jeff, are they going to get it figured out? Will the Packers still be a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year? Absolutely. This team, this, again, this team has won 13 games three years in a row. It's not going to change this year. This is, a, this is an efficient football team defensively. They, they played poorly in week one. Their two offensive tackles weren't playing, so they got rushed more against Minnesota. So they didn't look good offensively. The receivers dropped balls and weren't in the right place. We saw Aaron with his frustration and aggravation with what's going on there. There, make no mistake, they're going to get it right. 
And it'll, it'll start getting right this week. And you'll see it continue to progress as the season moves forward. This is a very, very good football team. You could argue they could be in the top of the NFC even after laying an egg. This team is going to be good. They're going to be proficient. And they'll make noise as they get towards the playoffs. Do you agree with that, Chris? Does he have the horses? No, I don't agree with it at all. I, I think they'll be a good regular season team. But that's not the question that we're asking when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Mm-hmm. They've had three consecutive years where they've won 13 games. It's not about that. It's about performance in the postseason. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be patient, but he's also going to have to instill some confidence in these receivers because once we get to December and January, he's going to need those guys to be players that can make plays for him in the passing game. And I'm not certain, based on the temperament and the attitude that we've seen from Rodgers and based on where he's been at the last couple of years, that he's actually going to do that. Now, I know the receivers got to do their jobs. They're NFL players. They cash checks, too. But a part of why you play a quarterback $50 million is to help everybody else be better around him. And Aaron Rodgers on the field does that, but he's also got to do that in the locker room. He's also got to do that on the practice field, and he's also got to do that when those guys are just hanging out during the regular season. And that's the part that I want to see from Aaron Rodgers before I can fully buy into the Packers being a Super Bowl contender. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Visit Progressive.com. I, look, I mean, if, if you just sort of parachuted in from Mars, I understand week one in the NFL is an unusual time. But if you just sort of parachuted in and you had never seen a football game before and you watched the Packers play the Vikings this past week and I told you one of these two teams is a legitimate championship contender, you would think it was the other one, right? Sure. So are, are the Packers, by the end of this season, going to be better than Minnesota? I think so. Well, th- that, that's tough for me. That's a 50-50. I think Minnesota's going to be really good as well. Yeah. I think Minnesota, the Eagles, like, like there are some teams that have been kind of left behind here in the past few years. I think are going to be considerably better. But when, I'm, when I look at the Packers, I'm not writing off the Packers because of week one. Again, what they lose to the Saints last year in week one, they got smoked and it looked like everything, your know, wheels were falling off and everything's going to change. Let, let me say this too about what, what Chris just said about leadership. And I, because I'm, I'm from the same school, you're right? You're a blue like, guy. You're a blue yeah, guy. Absolutely. No question. So, so I understand what you're saying in the locker room. The truth is not every quarterback is armed like that. They're not all the same, right? I, I was fortunate. I played with Peyton Manning for 13 years. He was that dude. He showed up early. He left late. He was there for every OTA. He never left in the offseason. He trained there in Indy with all of us. It, would, it, would, it, would, it definitely had a different vibe. But on the field, he still got criticized because we didn't win enough Super Bowls, right? And it always goes to the quarterback. The difference in what I, what I see the difference is, when people talk about a regular season QB and a playoff QB, the difference for me goes to it's not just the quarterback, it's the other players on the team. There are still 21 other guys that have to play to that level. And you and I both know when you hit your stride as a team, when we won the Super Bowl, we ran the ball all over people. We beat the brakes off of the, of the Patriots, we ran it. We beat, I mean, we beat the, uh, the, the, the Bears in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we ran the football. We, we beat the Chiefs who are great running. Like all the things that people said we couldn't do, we did. It wasn't just Peyton p- playing well. So although I don't think he's played great in the playoffs, to lay all those losses at the feet of one player I think is unfair. Well, every single day I do a question of the day, and you can go on my Twitter at ESPN Greeny and cast your vote. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Canty, I'm going to ask you to cast your vote. Today's question is this. Which of these 0-1 teams with Super Bowl aspirations mm-hmm. is actually going to miss the playoffs this year? Is it the Bengals, the Packers, or the Rams? 
If I told you one of those three teams is going to miss the playoffs this year, which one would you bet it was? Greeny, you already know the answer to that because a part of my bold predictions for this upcoming season was the Rams missing the playoffs, mm-hmm. and I'm riding with that. They got huge concerns on the offensive line. They got huge concerns with the right arm of Matt Stafford who was throwing lollipops that were getting picked off on Thursday mm-hmm. night. I don't know how they overcome those things, and then all of a sudden Jalen Ramsey ain't the best cornerback in football. As a matter of fact, he's one of those guys that they're checking to in terms of throwing the ball in his direction at the line of scrimmage. Ooh. Did you see what Steph Diggs did to him last uh, oh, Thursday yeah. night? After that's, he talked a, trash. that's a problem. So I don't know that he's 100% healthy coming off of that shoulder surgery. That's going to be a problem for him too. And if you're talking about two of the best players that you have on that roster not being 100% and not being the guys that we saw last year, knowing that this team has some depth issues – the Rams are going to be in some trouble. Man, Canty, listen, on if y'all didn't see Get Up, go back and watch it. Canty chose violence this morning, baby. He <laughs> is all in. Jeff, this are dude. There any lies told? No, bro? none. none. I, listen, I love it. You, you, he is coming off the top rope, and, and the, the choices you gave are tough, in all honesty. That's a great question, but I love the conviction. I mean, and he's 100% right. In the areas of deficiency for the Rams, you would not expect it to be. Are you questioning the, the elbow of the quarterback who led them? Are you questioning the, quote, best defensive back in the game? And again, offensive line, you, it always goes under the radar. But when it matters and your quarterback is under duress, it changes the way they play the game. And so if, you're, if you can't stay in the pocket and at least deliver the ball, you're worried about how much zip you have on it, and now you're getting pressure, those things mount. I like where you're at. All right, Greeny Canty and Saturday in for a couple of minutes with me here. Delighted to have them. Chris, of course, has his own show to get ready for coming up here. You know what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? It's because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. One more thing for you guys while I have you here. Week two starts tomorrow night. It's a great one. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Every single week, we're going to have a, at least one great game, it feels like, in that division in the AFC West. And tomorrow night, it's Chiefs and Chargers. Is it possible, Chris Canty, that Patrick Mahomes is going to get better, that he actually has a level that involves playing within the framework of an offense that he has never reached before, that he is now either reaching or approaching, and that we have not actually seen anything yet resembling the best of Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely, because if you're going to be a quarterback that has high-end production, you're going to have to win from the pocket more often than not, and that's what I saw in that game against the Cardinals because he played within the structure of that offense. All you got to do is look at the average snap-to-throw time for Pat Mahomes. It was 2.55 seconds, which was good for seventh in week one of the NFL. For context, last year, the average snap-to-throw time for the Kansas City Chiefs was 2.83 seconds. That was 24th in the National Football League. So what does that mean? He's dropping back, going through his progression, hitting that back foot and getting the ball out on time. And that's important in terms of allowing the receivers to have run-after-catch opportunities. So when you look at that and then know that you have Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, two of the best play callers, two of the best play designers in the National Football League, I mean, this is going to be a dangerous outfit. Yes, it, listen, what you just said about, about, about that split-second split difference, I want people to be able to, to, to get this in their head. 
That means when he's walked to the line of scrimmage, he has diagnosed that defense quicker. He understands where his read should be. And to your point, he can move off a spot that much faster. And it doesn't feel like a lot when you hear the number, but the, that is that is an eternity in football yes, world. Is. So what you're saying makes all the sense in the world. And I fully agree. When you think about this offense, Andy Reid has made a lot of quarterbacks a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is helping make a lot of players a lot of money. When he gets, when he begins to manipulate the defense by diagnosis and pre-snap read the way he did and the, and the jump he made from last year to this year, whoo, this thing could get it could get explosive in an and five TDs is already explosive. It can yeah, continue exactly. to get more explosive, and you get as an offensive player, you get excited because Veach, their general manager, has armed him with a really good offensive line and understood the deficiencies of what they had in that Super Bowl loss. With all those areas, I know Trey Smith is banged up right now, the right guard who's a stud. But if he the the, the ceiling for this Chiefs offense, man. Greeny, it's, Greeny. It's, out the, it's, it's, it's off the chain. They started the game against the Cardinals. Touchdown, touchdown, Thank touchdown. You. Think about <laughs> Thank the you. kind of pressure that yeah. that puts on the opposing offense. Done. When you start out the gates, our first three possessions, we're going down the field. Yeah, it's going touchdown. And we're not talking about five or six play drives. We're talking about 11 plays, yes. seven plays, 11 plays. Control. They are methodically going down the field, and they are doing what they want. And that speaks to the confidence that this group has. And I also think it speaks to the variety of weapons that Pat Mahomes now has. Because this is a different receiving core in comparison to what he had a couple of years ago. You had nine different receivers catch passes from Pat Mahomes on Sunday, six of which had three catches or more. I'm just saying, when he's spraying the ball around the field, he's one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in football. Before I let you guys go, Chris, I haven't seen you, and obviously you talk about this on your own show. Give me 30 seconds on Brian Dayball and and what we saw from him and the New York football giants, who I know remain near and dear to your heart, on Sunday and what it portends. You know what, G? A lot of people were impressed with Brian Dayball going for two and trying to win the game versus tying it up. The most impressive thing that he did was getting in Daniel Jones' face on the sideline after he threw an interception in the end zone. You can't do that to your team. Preach it. You got to make sure you protect an opportunity for points. (laughs) And the fact that he's willing to hold the quarterback accountable in a way that we haven't seen in the past couple of coaches with the New York Giants, I think that's a step in the right direction. The other thing I love from Brian Dayball, him celebrating in the locker room and dancing with his guys. Mm -hmm. Man, When the last time we seen a Giants coach do that? So I love the new attitude. I love the breath of fresh air and the culture change that they're trying to establish with this new regime. In fairness, they haven't had a lot to celebrate, but I understand First the point is well taken. First time over 500, G, since 2016. Dang. First time over 500 since 2016. That's amazing. That was the Odell right boat trip team, right? Yeah, I mean, that, exactly. Yeah, it's literally exactly. been that long. They've been that bad. You liked it too, oh, Jeff? My, well, listen, on NFL Rewind, the show I do on Monday, I literally I had that as the highlight. I said, if you want to talk about a culture change, everybody's going to talk about the two-point play. We're really the Titans had them dead to rights and just whiffed. Saquon made a bigger play than, than what their defensive lineman yep. could do. Yep. But when he went over to Daniel Jones, when Saquon runs out and gets out and, and it runs a little wheel route and he throws a pick in the end zone and that Dayball went over there and ripped him, I was like, that is going to change the culture of the locker room because it's not just it's okay. It's a red zone turnover in a crucial moment where you change the dynamic of the football game. We don't need it at that time. That is teaching, and I love that he's holding dudes accountable. Man, we need more of that, not only in football, in society as a whole, like, 
Preach. Call him what it is. And, and, and man, it, he'll get better. Daniel Jones will get better because of that type of coaching. Yeah, and, and more young quarterbacks are ruined than, than developed Amen. in the NFL. Daniel Jones was well on his way to being ruined. Maybe he's got a chance with this coach. Chris Canty again, coming up here noon Eastern, coast to coast on ESPN Radio, the best. Jeff Saturday, what a fun couple of days this was. Thank been you, awesome. my man. Appreciate Great to it. have you guys both. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up, rant of the day comes from the dog. Steph speaks, and we need a green light because we're on the doorstep of history. All that is on the way next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mentioned the assembled members of the Hashtag crew are here. Nuno and Bubba ready to go. Hembo again still out with the baby. Michelle and the other one. Um, and uh, they've got the, he's got the twins. He'll be back on Monday. What's going on there, Nuno? Nothing much, Greeny. Nothing much. Oh, you changed it up. It's usually not much. Today you went with nothing <laughs> much. which threw me. What have you done with Nuno? <laughs> exactly. And, and then, Bubba, how are you feeling today? Uh, I've been better, you know, another Mets loss, Bassett loss the other night, now DeGrom loss, so it's, everything's going to hell here. Everything's <laughs> going to hell here. Oh, you are delightful. Okay, before we get to our dueling rants of the day, I'd like each of you to cast a vote on my question of the day. Once again, as I am now back on the radio every single day, you need to be on my Twitter page because we, I'm doing a lot of communicating there, and it's much more efficient 
if you just jump on there. So go to at ESPN Greeny, and then the first thing you can do is vote on today's poll question. I do one every day. Nuno, which of these 0-1 teams with Super Bowl aspirations is actually going to miss the playoffs this year? Who you got? Bengals, Packers, Rams? I think it's going to be the Bengals, and the reason it's going to be the Bengals is because they play in a tougher conference. So if you believe that three teams come out of the AFC West, I think two teams come out of the AFC East. Um, two teams come out, at least two teams comes out of the, uh, the North, and I don't think the Bengals will be that team. So, so you've got Miami in the playoffs? I, yeah. I, I'm assuming. I have my, Miami, Buffalo, I think the Ravens, possibly the Steelers. I think I'm starting to buy in a little on the Steelers because of Tomlin. See, part of that is going to be about T.J. Watt. So the news they got back on T.J. Watt is the most important player on that team. And he's one of there – are, there are a handful of defensive players who just change the game by being on the field. I would never compare anyone to Lawrence Taylor. He's the single best defensive player I ever saw play. But he had that quality that, that he just wrecked the game every week. And T.J. Watt is he, Aaron Donald. Like he's, I think he's on that level. And um, now they're talking about six weeks, but the peck, I just don't know if he's going to be the same. If he is the same as he usually is, I'm with you on Pittsburgh. So we'll see. Anyway, that's what Nuno thinks. Bubba, how about you? Bengals, Rams, Packers. You know, my, my first instinct was going to be, say, Rams, because we had talked about, you know, Stafford and, and obviously him not going back to the Super Bowl. But I, I, with that division being so weak, I think they can still make the playoffs. So I think I might go Bengals as well. Just kind of the same, uh, you know, reasoning as Nuno. This Not only is division so uh, impressive, but just the conference in general. And I just think there's too much to overcome there. All right, you can cast your vote at ESPN Greeny on Twitter. Uh, The poll stays open for a little more than an hour. You know, this September, Disney Plus is back in action. Exciting new premieres from Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, and The Simpsons. This month only, you can get Disney Plus for just $1.99 for one month. Offers available from now through the 19th. Then it's seven ninety nine a month after that. All that and more now streaming. Okay, next order of business. They are who we thought they were. Playoffs? Playoffs? You kidding me? You kidding me? Hello? You play to win the game. Rant of the day. So there's nothing better than a good old-fashioned sports talk rant. I don't do a lot of them. I don't know if you would describe my thoughts yesterday on Robert Sala as being a rant or not. Uh, ranting is not necessarily my forte. Ranting was sort of invented on the radio by Chris Mad Dog Russo. So I'm told by Nuno that Mad Dog went on a rant about Nathaniel Hackett yesterday and that so did our dear friend Don LaGreca from the Michael K. Show in New York. So I've got clips of both of them and we're going to do for the first time ever a who did it better on the rant of the day. Did you like Mad Dog's rant about the way Nathaniel Hackett coached the end of the game Monday night? Or LaGreca's rant. Now, before I play this, Nuno, how long did you tell me Mad Dog's rant was? Mad Dog went on for 11 minutes. <laughs> and like, in the beauty of Mad Dog, it's, there is so much, like, <laughs> it, it, so I had to put clips together and, you know, and find some of the better ones. But there was talk about, uh, he takes shots at, at his program director for joining a for a joining a survivor league that's not part of their group anymore um he's taking shots at 
listeners that he's friends with. It's just a it's a beautiful mind. I think that's what I would describe it. All right. So he managed to shave down 11 minutes of ranting into this from Chris Mad Dog Russo. I don't know what these guys do when they're sitting, you know, breaking down plays at three o'clock in the morning in some locked up closet in the middle of the wintertime in godforsaken hell holes like Green Bay. My God, what a disaster for him. Boy, if his parents were watching that in New Hampshire, they'd be vomiting in the middle of the night. That was a disgrace. Have a clue, son. I couldn't believe it. And then he's arguing with the officials when the game is over. Jeez, you know what you do? Go into the locker room, apologize to your team, and then face the media and say three words. I screwed up. Get out Frontier and fly back to Denver. <laughs> and yes, I do have Denver for an over a 10 for the year, if you must know. Another fat guy pick. Fat Rob. Oh, my God almighty. <laughs> Rob doesn't have a pot to pee in either, and he's going to Prairie, Nebraska to play golf all weekend. Here's a guy that, you know, <laughs> running flippant burgers in Rapid City. He's going to go golf for three days. Oh, my God. Same thing with Tory. Meanwhile, I can't get my Social Security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statement? <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett. What a dope. <laughs> oh, my God. That is epic. I can't get my Social Security <laughs> Where are my statements? Where are my statements? Nathaniel Hackett, what a dope. What a stream of consciousness that is. He can't get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I can't get my... No one was safe. Green Bay, Hackett's parents. Fat Rob. Fat Rob. Fat Rob. I'm getting on Frontier and flying back to Denver. Okay. Can you just clip me off the last like eight seconds? Whenever it was, when he went to the Social Security, where are my statements? Nathaniel Hackett, what a dope. Okay. That's going to be impossible to top. So Don LaGreca is like a brother to me. I love him. I've known him 20-something years. I hate to even put him up there against a Mad Dog, but we're going to do, because he also, I'm told, was ranting on... I was on the show with the guys yesterday. I was on with uh, Michael and Don and Peter, but th- th- we didn't have a conversation about Hackett. Anyway, uh, LaGreca went on a rant as well. So here we go. Don LaGreca on Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, I'll go hire Paul Hackett's son to lead my team to a championship. And then what happens? You get down to the fourth quarter, and the interview always is about are you going to change the culture and how are you going to handle the media and how are you going to deal with the players and how are you going to deal with training camp. How about what are you going to do when you got 50 seconds left in a timeout? Are you going to go for it on fourth and five or let the clock go all the way down to 20 seconds to try a 64-yard field goal? Moron! Oh. <laughs> Enough! Moron. Can we start wow. hiring some people that can make game-time decisions instead of trying to find the next genius? How about finding somebody that knows how to coach football, for God's sakes? I'm watching that, and I'm thinking, Denver thinks they're going to win a championship with this guy? Stop it already. So, so you're if I'm Russell Wilson, God. I want out. <laughs> okay, so that that was angrier, right, Nuno, than than Chris's rant, but not nearly as funny. Like 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 the beauty of Mad Dog, the reason that Mad Dog is, you know, he's in the he is literally in the Radio Hall of Fame, but he's also he's on the Mount Rushmore of all time sports talk show hosts, um, is because it is it is just hilarious. I mean, I can't stop laughing 
You have it here? Okay, here. Here's just the last few seconds of it. Meanwhile, I can't get my Social Security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statements? Nathaniel Hackett. What a dope. (laughs) (laughs) Social Security. I can't get my Social Security. Meanwhile, I can't get my Social Security account organized, which has me annoyed. Where is my statements? (laughs) Nathaniel Hackett. What a dope. Nathaniel Hackett. What a dope. Oh, my God. All right. That was extremely funny. Um, I enjoyed that a lot. I think we all agree Mad Dogs was funnier. I love Don. Don's a good rant. It's an excellent rant. But Don, but, but, but Chris adds the extra layer of it being extraordinarily funny. So I really enjoyed that. Well done uh, on both counts. That is today's rant of the day with me here, Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right. Next order of business. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. All right, quick green light. This is happening, all right? And we're going to get Buster up here in the second hour um, because we need to start having a conversation about Aaron Judge, who is now four home runs shy of tying Roger Maris's American League single-season record after a two-home run performance in the Yankees' 7-6 win in 10 innings over the Red Sox last night, a game in which he went three for four, by the way, and they intentionally walked him in the 10th inning. So he's got 57 home runs, which is tied with Alex Rodriguez for the second most in a season by a right-handed hitter. It's one shy of tying Hank Greenberg, no relation, and Jimmy Fox for the all-time record. By the way, through most of my life, I cannot tell you how many times I've been asked if I am related to Hank Greenberg. What I can tell you is that Hank Greenberg was a slugger from the Bronx and his last name was Greenberg. So despite the fact that he played for the Detroit Tigers, my father worshipped him, idolized him, loved him, uh, but was not related to him (laughs) in any way. So not related to Hank Greenberg, but I digress. Here's the stat that I think is incredible, incredible. This will be, if you don't already know it, this will be the most interesting statistic you will hear today, I promise. Aaron Judge has 57 home runs. The player who was second in the major leagues in home runs this season right now is Kyle Schwarber with 37. According to Elias, yesterday was the first time that a player finished a day with a lead of 20 home runs over the second-place player since the final day of the 1928 season. Babe Ruth had 54 home runs that day. Jim Bottomley and Hack Wilson each had 31. That's the last time the lead for the home run chase was 20 home runs at the end of any given day. Aaron Judge is literally lapping the competition. But that's not the interesting part. That's a fascinating stat. And it's remarkable. And it speaks to the enormity of his season. But this is about to get serious. He is going to get to 61. He's probably going to get, I hope to God, he gets to 62. And I'm going to get Buster up in the next hour, and I'm going to ask him the question I'm about to ask you right now, Bubba. And I joke all the time about Bubba's, all his accomplishments and everything else. But at the end of the day, Bubba, you love baseball. I know that you opened the show today by saying that your entire life is bad because the Mets lost yesterday. Right. If Aaron Judge gets to 62 home runs, will you consider him the single-season home run champion? 
Um, no. You will not? I will not, no. Despite all the questions? Yes. Fair enough. I think, uh, yeah, no, I, I think no matter what we know, what happened with Bonds, all the stuff, it's it's still, he still did it, and fair or unfair, that happened. The error, you got to take all into account. He did it, and... He did it. Yeah. McGuire did it. All that, Sosa did. That happened, so... There, there have been a combined total of three players who have hit more home runs than Roger Maris in the 150-year history of the game of baseball, and they all happened in like a five-season span of each other. So, I am all for putting them in the Hall of Fame. I believe Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. I believe Mark McGuire belongs in the Hall of Fame. I believe Sammy Sosa belongs in the Hall of Fame. But I have a lot of thoughts on what we need to do about the record book. And we can start talking about those in a couple of minutes. But you know what? I'm going to open up the phones on that. I'm just going to do it. I I was going to ask some other questions. I'm just going to open up the phones on that. Because if you're listening to the show, you care about sports. If Judge gets there, 888-SAY-ESPN is my number. 888-729-3776. If Judge gets there, will you consider him the single-season home run champ? Rob. Where is my statements? Greeny, the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. All right, coming to your calls on this, and then Buster's going to jump in here. Aaron Judge has been asked about the chase for Roger Maris, the chase for Barry Bonds. He said, the record's the record. That's what I go by. I'm not really chasing or looking at anything. It's just happening. When asked if he's gunning for 73, he said, not really. That's a hard number to catch. Roger Maris Jr. actually said, I think a lot of people still look at Dad's record as the real record, so that was... Surprising to me when uh, asked the judge didn't consider that record to be the real one. Here's what I would say. I am a staunch supporter and believer that Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, and Mark McGuire should be in the Hall of Fame for their accomplishments. They should not be written out of the sport as though they never happened. They happened, and within the era, in the context of the era in which they took place, they are Hall of Fame worthy. However, 
the record book has to mean something. And the reality is, through these highly artificial means, the record has been taken to a place it will never be approached. And Aaron Judge has 20 more home runs than the next guy, and he's not going to get anywhere near 73. Because 61 is a reasonable place to have a record for reasonable human beings. So I do believe that there should, at minimum, be some acknowledgement in the record book of 61. And if Judge gets there, that acknowledgement should be of his record. I'm not saying you take bonds out, but I'm saying you find a way to put these in. Let's go to your calls on this. Be a part of Greeny Nation. Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Bubba, who's first? We're going to start with Steve. All right, Steve, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. If Judge gets there, who has the record? Greeny, I love and greatly respect your work. Appreciate you having me on. In sport, whether it be horse racing or baseball, we have rules and conventions that govern them. And if a trainer for a horse or an athlete in baseball knowingly violates that rule on the field or convention off the field, our taking them out of the record book isn't something we do. It's something they did, and they get caught. It's the same with the Hall of Fame. It's the same with Pete Rose. He knowingly bet on baseball. It is in every locker room. You can't do that. He did it. He's paid the price. The others should have to pay the same or similar price. An excellent call, Steve. Excellent call. I appreciate it. Let's keep them going. Bubba, who's next? We got Jeff. Jeff, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Jeff, go. Hey, Greeny. Uh, I do agree with you. Uh, I do think that there were a lot of other anomalies in that era, though, uh, with Luis Gonzalez and Brady Anderson going from 17 to 50 home runs that, you know, that stretch. Um, it just, that era seemed to be a home run hitting era, and we don't have that anymore. Uh, Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa, especially Sosa, he got caught at the cork bat. Um, I don't think that those records hold the weight that Aaron Judge's records should hold. So you would consider Judge the record holder if he gets there? I would. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to feel that way. Thank you for the call. Let's try and get a few more in here. And again, Buster is going to jump in, and we'll dive into this in our next hour as well. Bubba, who's next? Let's go to Tom. Tom, what do you think? You know, at least not on a record book side, it's hard to to discount or dismiss McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, because for someone like me at the age of 40, I probably don't like baseball as much today if it wasn't what they did for me at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. So I'd say maybe in a modern-day era or it brings back the conversation of the asterisks. So in the modern-day era, I could really, you know, love Judge for what he did. But overall, in the entire game of baseball, you know, you, you can't. Tom, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Again, it's, a, it's going to be an interesting it's going to be very interesting to see. I don't think baseball will do anything, to be clear. I do not believe they're going to take Bonds out of the record book. I do not think they're going to put an asterisk next to it. I do not think that uh, Judge will wind up in there. But I do think it is a conversation that sports fans and baseball fans will have, and that's why we're having it here. Bubba, give me one more. Jay and Queens. Jay and Queens. Which side are you on? I'm on the Judge record. One, because the pitching today is more dominant for one. Two... Uh, Jay, we lost the line. I'm sorry. I'm glad we were able to at least hear 
which side of the ledger you fall on. And Bubba, let's leave it at that for the moment. We'll take some more of these maybe a little later. And certainly as we go forward into this, you know, Hembo will be back next week and we can really start talking about the historical context of this with numbers and everything else, because it is significant. Again, the season he's having is insane. I, I, Look, I don't in any way want to discount what Shohei Otani is doing because he also is doing stuff that is historic. He also is summoning the memory of Babe Ruth um, and, and even going places that Ruth himself never went. But for Judge to be doing this and carrying a team in a pennant race the way he is doing, I just can't imagine he's not going to win MVP at this point. Um, certainly, if I had a vote, I would vote for him. He, he leads the majors with 123 RBIs, I think it is. He's got the 57 home runs. He's also hitting 310. I believe the major league lead is 319. So he's not going to win the Triple Crown, but he's not all that far away. He's having one of the greatest seasons of all time, and his team literally needs— he brought them back from two one-run deficits with home runs yesterday in Boston in a game they ultimately won in 10 innings, in an inning in which they intentionally walked him. So, Judge, to me, is the MVP. But does he belong in the record book? We'll talk to Buster about that as we roll on. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.